Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick all trouble Out the door Beat out old trouble and drunk well, 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 this is Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR. How are you, Empress Dowager? I'm reasonably well. How are you, Joe? Look, every time I see you, you look better and better. Oh, it must be the sunshine. Are you coming out of your golf cave or something? No, no. No, no. no. <laughs> like that. I loathe the sunshine. You loathe. I know that. I know that. I look at you and I think... Yes, you're, I've got, look, I've got my little hat on, I've got my little palm trees today, and you've still got your golf gear on, it's, I don't know what's happening. I'm still in mourning for look, winter. I'm, I'm sure our guest is kind of bored with all this. Sure. Now, we have a real guest in the studio, a real human being, Suzanne Hello. Provis. Well, you've got a problem, haven't you? <laughs> You think I have a problem? No, 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 no. You told me you had a problem. You, had, you said 60% of Australians stuff up your name. What do they say? Australians have, tend to shorten names. Mm. They hear Suzanne. Yes. Well, I say Suzanne. They hear Susan. Really? Yes. Well, they actually say Sue occasionally. <laughs> Only ever once. Uh, are we forgiving? Of course. Are Australians forgiven? Well, I'm not sure about that. Well, you are a bloody immigrant, so let's get this right. Okay, all right. (laughs) You forgive us. We should be forgiving you. All right, now, just there's only two questions we ask, and you've got 55... Well, we haven't got 55 minutes because you brought in some bloody music, but we'll talk about that at the end of the program. (laughs) But um, two questions. Just for orientate listeners, what year Mm. were you born? 1954. 54. You're a youngster. For some people, I'm a youngster. For others, I'm... Greyhead and greyhead, right? And an elder. An elder? No, you're not an elder. <laughs> you're no elder. You'd look about fifty, but um, but you know, I've got problems with cataracts. So That's yeah. That could be it. <laughs> so, and the second question takes fifty-three minutes to answer, but we're going to have to add the subtract the music time. So, what's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth? That's a very difficult question to answer. Mm. One, I, I have a very poor memory, so a lot of what we're going to be talking about will probably just be my memories or things that I can, you know, dredge up. They mm-hmm. won't, they won't be accurate, and other people who are around will have different views of it, which is mm-hmm. you know, memories like that anyway. But yep. mine's pretty bad. I think my earliest memory was the day that my grandmother died, which um, I was four. Four. And all I remember about that was strange things happening that were 
that weren't normal. Weren't normal. People doing mm. things, men mm. coming into the, to her house with mm. strange equipment. Right. Did you live in your grandmother's house? No. 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 So, where were you born? I was born in Canterbury in the eastern suburbs. Canterbury in Australia? In Australia, yes. You're one of us. I'm one of us. <laughs> You're a coloniser. I'm a coloniser. Yeah. One of us. Nothing to be proud of, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but most of us here are. Uh, born at home or in a hospital? I was born in a hospital in, that was a small private hospital in Canterbury, oh. um, and that's where my parents lived. In Canterbury. In Canterbury. Yeah, yeah. It's a pity you don't own the house there anymore, isn't it? It's just a great pity. It is a great pity. <laughs> Some private college may want it. <laughs> no, actually, the house, that we, <clears throat> the house that we grew up in, yeah. um, which was a small cottage, it was a, yeah. a, a tiny Californian bungalow right. with three small bedrooms for... Ooh, 1.8, 1.9 million, I reckon. Oh, unrenovated. Unrenovated. <laughs> yeah. It's now been... Um, it was sold when my father died so early... 1990s, yes. and the people who bought it have extended it by about four times. Have I? Uh, uh, so this is what happens. Yep. So where did your parents come from? Where did your mum come from? My mother was born in Benalla mm-hmm. in Victoria. Her father, my grandfather, was the curator of the Benalla Gardens. So he, for more than 50 years, um, curated the gardens and the any people who are Travelling through Benalla, one of the, the tourist's icon is the Rose Garden, and that was one of the, um, his ideas, and he planted it and tended it for 50, or nearly, not quite 50 years from when it was done. It's extraordinary when you think about it. One job, 50 years, yeah. one town. Yeah. Wonderful. And what, what type of person was he like? What was he like? My grandfather. Mm. He died before I was born. Born, right. Yeah. And uh, your mum? I mean, your dad, where was he born? He was born in Wangaratta, just up the road. Oh, this is, this is getting worse. <laughs> wang, wang. 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 He was born in Wang. He was born in Wang. You're not going to throw things if I call it Wang, eh? Like no, if no. I called you Sue. You no, know, no, no, no. Wang is what Wang's everybody calls right. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, uh, he, he grew up there. And so what was a, a lass from Benalla and a lad from Wang doing in Canterbury? Well, how did they get there? They... Met in the northeast. They got married in the northeast. Right. Um, my mother was Church of England. My father was brought up Catholic. Oh! And this was in, in the, the 19, in the 1930s. Oh! Mixed marriage. <laughs> they went to Marupna to the registry office. Uh, so they couldn't resolve it. Your father wouldn't. Your oh, mother well, wouldn't become Roman Catholic. She decided no. against it. No. Registry office. Yeah. Scarlet family. Absolutely. Yeah. How many? How many kids in the family? I'm the youngest of five. Five. Oh, fair enough. I think the Roman Catholics won out would have, there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably would. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. You, say, you say you're the youngest of five. I'm the youngest of five. What was it like growing up in Canterbury with four brothers and sisters? Um, it was a, a really um, happy childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, the tiny house that we had was on a, a typical you know, quarter-acre block, so it was a really big garden. Um, and that garden was extended because it, our back fence was a small um, playground mm-hmm. reserve, and that was part of what what was an un, um, 
an underground river, a stream that had gone underground. So there were sort of backs of houses that that ended in this little, what, when I grew up, was a, a bit of a wilderness. Mm. So were you, that were was you far from the railway line? or? Uh, no, from, it was uh, about half a kilometre. Oh, right, so you weren't you backing know. onto the railway line. No, 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 no. So I would never have seen the back of your house as I trundled no, in no, the, no, no, on the no, train. No, no. no, I could have waved. You could have. Because we're in the same <laughs> age bracket, you know, I could have yeah. waved. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. We did mention your grandma. You said it was your earliest memory. Did, did, um, and where did your grandma come from? Do you know? Yes, she was born in near near Wangaratta in Tagora. All right, that's the way it used to be, isn't it? That's the way it used to be. Right. So, so, what did your mum and dad do for a crust? My mother, uh, before she married, was a domestic, uh-huh. and my father. Um, was he eventually became a plumber, so right. he was doing all sorts of things leading oh, up to that. So right. he did various right. certificates to, till he became a, a fully fledged plumber. Just shows you how things have changed. Plumbers <clears throat> living in Canterbury. Well, shock horror, you know. <clears throat> shock horror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And did you? I assume you went locally to the Canterbury Primary School. Or? I went to Canterbury Primary yeah. School. What was that like? Um, it was. As I said, I haven't got a great memory. Mm, I enjoyed no. it. I love school. You love school? I like learning. I mm. like being with um, people. With people. Uh, as long as they weren't too close. I mean, this, this, you know, this, is, this seems to be a trend with radical activists. You've Start got those, happy. You know, you've, you've got those that have got really ratchet lives and you can understand why they've become radical activists. And then you've got those like you with perfect lives. It's not till you get to, you know, in their 20s or 30s, you start getting a bit of dirt. And they become <laughs> radical activists. I've never understood this. So, did you excel at anything at primary school? Excel at anything at primary school? No, I was a generally, you know, an all-rounder. All-rounder. Yeah. Right, right. Did you run around the playground? and Run around the playground. All those things. Yeah, played on the monkey bars. Yeah. Um, did you watch the boys getting disciplined by the teachers? Yes, and, and girls were disciplined too. At Canterbury Primary? They were. Oh, that's a bit of a... One of my favourite primary school teachers, mm-hmm. Mr Weston, mm-hmm. um, had the habit of whacking anybody, <laughs> yeah, yeah, either gender, didn't matter. It, 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 was, it didn't discriminate. Um, not very hard, no. but with a cricket bat. Oh. So on the, on the bottom. Oh, okay. That yeah. was better than a strap. It was, And yeah. better than a ruler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people would think that was a bit weird, but... They would. Yeah, but <laughs> would you think that's weird, Dale, you know? Well, well, you know, not ideal, perhaps. Do you think yeah. that explains a lot of the issues a lot of men that age have these days? Oh, when, they, when they go to madames <laughs> for a bit of discipline? No? no, no, no. I think repression is is far larger than just right. just school called yeah, punishment. Okay, fair enough. Fair I enough. was the only girl at my school to get the cuts. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's why she's a radical. We can understand where she comes from. I can't understand this. Idyllic Canterbury Primary. Would you go to high school? Camberwell High School. <sighs> really? And how did you go there? Did you finish? Mm, I did. Really? <laughs> yep. Plumber's daughter. And plumber's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you finished. I finished. Year 12. Year 12. The, fir- the first in my family to finish year ah, 12. Right, right. And the first in my family mm. to eventually get a university degree. So was it, what did your parents think about you finishing year 12? Um, they didn't quite understand it, mm-hmm. the passion to do it. Mm. Um, 
and my father was very proud, my mother was proud, but she actually um, developed cancer when I was doing my, she had an operation during my leaving right. um, exams, and then she was okay for a while, but she was very ill and died during my, what was then HSC. Hmm. So That's she didn't have no. an opportunity to. That would to. have been very difficult for you. It was a very tough year. Would have been. How did you go at the end of the year? Not as well as I, I wanted to. Right. Surprise, surprise. You, you didn't have what they call what dispensation in those days? You could write a little note saying didn't make any difference in those well, days, did it? You, yes. Um, I, don't, I don't know whether it made a difference or no, not. No, it doesn't really, no, no. So you would have finished, what, 73? 71. 71, right. And what was, ha- what was happening in the world at that stage? Was that having any impact on you as a 17-year-old? Well, all of my happy childhood... Um, Part of, I think, what made me an activist was that it was an environment where values were important, where um, at home it was about caring for each other, it was about looking after the neighbours, you know, that sense of kith and kin, of you give, that there's a reciprocity, that if people need you, you'll do something. Mm, mm. So there's that sort of sense that... Mm. Um, values are important and that's and you do something about it you don't sit back mm. and watch as you know, people well that was, go that was the air you briefed was it culturally the air you briefed in Canterbury in your family in the family in the family yeah what was the rest of Canterbury like well, some of it was like that a lot of it was like that we discipline you these days for using the V word nobody uses the V word anymore values do they they've gone out of fashion I disagree. You disagree. <laughs> you reckon there are values. I reckon there are values. If you're talking um, about the big you know, people talking politics, mm. values, mm. Mm. no, mm. doesn't often come up. Mm. But in some areas of society, it does, mm. and they and they drive what people do. But it drove everybody in the seven, in the early seventies. Values, mm. the V word, didn't it? It wasn't just uh, something. Um, most people. I think so. I can't, mm. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't remember this. I mean, as I said, similar vintage, but, but I finished, what, did I finish? 69, I think, yeah, 69. I can't remember this huge economic conversations, you know, and no. it just wasn't there. You, mm. you talked about values mm. like, it, you know, it'd be the Vietnam War, conscription, mm. you know, Medi, introduction of Medicare, changes. It was all about the V word. Mm. I, don't, I don't think we're looking at rose-coloured glasses. What do you think? I don't think we think... No, mm. we're not. Um, I don't know that the V word mm. is used much, but when you talk with young people, a lot of them, mm. that may not use the word values, but they're talking about things that matter to them and they're princi- you know, they call them principles or they call them, mm. you know, this is how I live my life or this mm. is why I do things. Yeah. I think they're there, but they just wow. don't use that word. Mm. Oh, fair enough. So, finish year 12, what did that allow you to do? I want to go back. And, you want talk, to, and, yeah. and, and talk about... What do you want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about the beginning of my activism, which was during my school years. Okay. You're kidding. You're a school, high school radical. When did your activism begin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Dad. <laughs> um, during the Vietnam War years, yes, yes. primarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, there were you know, a few other things, but my, the first... So that was when I was doing um, you know, the end of fourth form, fifth form, sixth form. 
So that was the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. So prior to, um, in my family there was one boy and four girls. Um, my brother was the oldest, so therefore he was way past needing to to be directly concerned. Um, so, and the, and the house wasn't political. We didn't talk politics. Um, my brother was he. The Herald Sun came into the house. My brother started to get a different newspaper um, called The Australian, which then was actually a jolly good read. It was a good read. Um, And Nation Review and things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So that started to... So different ideas started Mm -hmm. to come into the house and I could talk with him. And at Mm -hmm. school, there were... um, Actually, going back to values, one of the um, my teachers at high school, Mr Murdoch, was an English teacher. And... I think this is probably the first time that I can remember having a sort of a political opinion. It was during the trial of Ryan, and he was going to be hanged. And quite radically, Mr Murdoch didn't introduce that as a topic. But during class, he read a story that was about a hanging. Mm. And it's it, it really... You know, he, he used... Literature in a way that, it, that that works really well in that here's an issue that everybody's talking about and they're talking about right and wrong mm. and they're talking about all of those things. But he made it um, emotional by telling a story of somebody you, you being re- You realise all those people that are carrying on now were right? Of course. You were corrupted by this man and this is, would have been year seven. Yeah. Corrupted. Yeah. Corrupted. Mm. Your life changed. Yep. So were you, did you have a little kind of little cell, a moratorium cell in the high school? There were a number of people who were um, in, involved. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a cell. We're not that organised. <laughs> right, but did you put out leaflets? Would you go to moratoriums? Yes. You put out leaflets in the school. Because um, we've had guests who've done. Did they? No, I don't no, think so. No, you just went to the moratoriums. Yeah. In your school uniform. In my school uniform. <sighs> It's the beginning and, of the end, yeah, exactly. And in 1971, that yeah. included a prefect's blazer. Yeah, a prefect. Yes. Did you, did you cop any flack for that yes. from the school? Yes. Really? Oh, oh, not, yeah. not a great deal of flack, mm, but um, mm. we were... And um, we, uh, one of my best friends and I were there with a few other people, mm. um, and, and she also was a prefect, so she was wearing a prefect's mm. blazer as well. Um, but her father was on school council. Mm. So we had a bit of protection. Bit you know, protection. power always yeah, helps. We wouldn't see your face on the front page of the Herald saying, <laughs> saying how society was going to the dogs. <laughs> Prefects and moratorium <laughs> marches. Yeah. Yeah, I would be... Well, I would be yeah, I've, I've okay, re- remember yeah, we talked yeah. about, about values? Yes. So when you can take it back to this is what you're doing, mm. this is why you're doing it. One mm. of, I think one of the things I remember about my high school mm. was that if you could mount a good argument, then you were... That's right. um, it was... You could take a stand. You could have a little bit of freedom of speech in those A little bit days. of freedom of speech, A bit yeah. different to today. Yes. So, let's get back to year 12, because you like to do this chronologically. Okay. Well, that was year 12. Yeah. For so exactly that. Do you leave? What did you do? Go and work in a factory? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> um, I'd be... Um, because Year 12 was such an enormous year in lots of ways, mm. um, I didn't want to go straight on to university. Mm. So, I took what has become called a gap year mm. before it was such mm. a thing as a gap year. Mm. I just wanted to not do much for that year. So my friend Sally and I um, went travelling. You didn't hitchhike around Australia? No, we, we weren't that um, 
We took trains. You took trains. <laughs> <laughs> took trains around Australia. Well, to Adelaide where we yeah. worked for a couple of months yeah. and then we took a train up to Darwin mm. where I worked in a prawn factory. Yeah, and what, you th- what was that like? It was pretty awful. Mm. Did you smell? <laughs> Did you smell at the end of the day? Smell at the end of the day and I thought you said swell. One of the things you that do happens... You swell, that's right. Yeah, when you, you, yeah. you get mixed with some yeah. prawns is that, that you swell. Mm. Really? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Was and it, it was... Um, it was a... It was quite, you know, the work was hard, it was physical, it was repetitive, it was, you know, it was beautiful sun outside, you're in a refrigerated factory, um, all of those things. Mm. But it was, you know, there was a lot of camaraderie amongst mm. the people who were working, mm. but it was, there was also a sense of competition mm. um, because a lot work? of people were doing piecework. Mm. The heart, you know, you could earn a lot more if you did piecework. I thought that was just a bit too much. I'd just, you know, mm. I'd take mm. The, mm. the weekly um, wage, as it were, and... What was Get the on. gender balance like in, in, a, in a job like that? Um, all, my memory is that all of the people who were peeling and packing were female yep. and the blokes were doing the um, forklifting and That's getting right. in and out and the That's trucks right. and the yep. deliveries and all of that. It was mm-hmm. quite segregated. Mm-hmm. Women did one lot and, mm-hmm. and men did another. So at the end of this working gap year, did you feel that this was the what you'd like to do for the rest of your life or did you think you had other ambitions? I had other ambitions. In fact, while I was there, I managed to get out of the prawn factory and into the Commonwealth Public Service. Did you sit the exam, did you? Uh, Yes, I did. You would have had to sit the exam, exam, yes. The old Confucian type of exam. Yes. <laughs> I was a great escape, the Commonwealth Public Service. It was. Uh, it was, well, <laughs> to, to get out of a porn factory and work yeah, um, yeah. in an office where I did really interesting things like record uh, where the prime movers were going mm-hmm. from one thing to another. It was, yeah, you know, yeah, pretty totally boring, yeah. but still. So at the end of the year, what did you do? The end of the year back um, home. And um, then... I stayed in the public service because I could get transferred from Darwin back down to Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And I had my first taste of of industrial issues because from being transferred from the works department in in Darwin, I managed to get a transfer to the Arbitration Commission. So I was the clerk in the Arbitration Commission. What year was this? This was in 1973. Yeah, Stupendous, as they say, moment. Yes, because it was a new thing, the arbitration yeah. commission. Yeah, what was it like being there at that at the beginning? Mm. Um, well, it was very interesting. I, I learned a lot about what's um, you know, the rights of workers, uh, and I learned a lot about the process then, the process that that, that happened then. Mm. Um, you know, that t- took some time, um, but. It was quite a, um, it was a convivial place to work. Mm. How long did that last for? Uh, about 18 months, or no, maybe two and a half, I can't remember. Something two and a half years, yeah. yeah, 18 months, two years, two and a half and years. And then you decide you're wasting your life? Um, then I, yeah, I had a choice. <laughs> do, I, do I follow, and, and during the second year that I was there, I started part-time at La Trobe. So I started a university degree at La Trobe. Um, and one of the benefits of the, public, of the Commonwealth Public Service is that you get study leave and That's got right. support to do that. You still do? 
I assume they got rid of that. I assume they would have got rid oh, of I that. Oh, I assume they would have got rid of yeah, that. Yeah, they would have got rid of that. That's, yeah, yeah that's, that's just a bit too... Too much. You don't too want much. You don't want people to no. actually get time off paid work to go and learn See, how this to is, this is, think and do... This isn't a trove in the mid-70s. That was a radical hotbed in those It was, days. but I really... I didn't last. Why not? <laughs> because I decided to leave the Commonwealth Public Service and not pursue that, and I couldn't... I didn't did you do Well, I, I did a semester... One semester at La Trobe in 75, and you... No, actually, 70, uh, 74. 74, and you flunked. You I left. didn't flunk. You left. I passed, but I left. That's pathetic. Yes. It was a great environment. I know it was I a great environment. I used to go and squat at La Trobe in those days. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great environment. You'd go down to the... You know, the old Lib Socialists, they'd have, um, you know... You I just, wasn't radical then. You went, oh, right. Okay, all right, let's move on. Okay, you leave La Trobe. You're about 20, 22, 23. So what are you doing? 20, 20, exactly. What are you doing? Um, I'm 74. I've travelled. Again? Yeah, I went overseas. Oh, like all the good Australians. Like all good Australians, yes. So what, you went to London, the old I went days. to London, yeah. Did yeah. you follow up any rallies? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no, they were long dead. Long dead. <laughs> Carnaby Street. No. no. Soho. Bit of Soho. No, not much Carnaby Street, not much Soho. What was you doing and, there? Um, and I backpacked around Europe. Any, anyway, any interesting experiences? One or two? Something where your life was at risk? <laughs> no. Um... Not when my life was at risk. No, no, no. My no, virtue was at risk in a in a in, in a, a, a backpackers hostel a couple of times. Well, but that's pretty common at your age in the seventies. Yeah, but you know, it's it's uh, okay when you want it, but not when you don't. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, so and I'm when you're travelling with your boyfriend, it's it's a bit it's, much. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit, a bit too much. much. So yeah. there's a boyfriend here now. Where that come yeah. in? Oh, sometime when I was... Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. So you and your boyfriend are backpacking around Europe, yeah. doing this Aussie thing, and, yes. and and then you're out of money. And I go back to London and start to and get a job. Doing what? Being a nanny. A nanny. An au pair or a nanny? A nanny. A nanny. What's the difference? Au pairs do more housework. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. My focus was on the children. Oh, that's lovely. That's so lovely. Nice family, I assume. It was, yeah, yes. Yeah, they had everything that nature needed. You know, mm, no, they weren't. Just ordinary people? Just ordinary people. Who could afford a nanny? Who could have? But that yeah. was, it was more common mm. than, um, you know, if you worked, that was mostly what happened rather than go to a nursery. Or a child. As they called them. Right. Okay, yeah, so how long did you last in... Um, oh, I did that for about six months and then... Back to Australia? Back to Australia. So what, you're 22? Something yeah. Like so um, <coughs> yeah, somewhere You've wasted maybe. four years of your life after <laughs> high school, so... Yeah. So what's happening next? Um, then I decided that, yeah, the nannying um, and various other things that I'd done in the meantime, I decided that um, I would like a career in early childhood education. That makes sense. So... I decided to, you know, I, got, I was, got a, a job mm. at Melbourne University. Yeah. Uh, after the lock-ins at Melbourne University where the students demanded childcare for students, yep. soon after that, um, student union decided that they would provide some and they set up um, a childcare centre, so I got a job there. So you're one of the first people so in, in that field in the, at the university? At the University of Melbourne, yeah. yeah. And how long did that last for? That lasted 
for about um, eight years. Eight years. Yeah. And during the best that years time, of your life. The, the other, the bit, mm. well, they were sort of lots of really good, good years. Yeah. And the student union, like mm. the Commonwealth Public Service, mm. um, thought it was important that people um, did some learning, that they got some qualifications. So they supported me to do my first qualification. Oh, it wouldn't have happened these days. Um, yeah, it might. But no, not as much, not no. Not as much, no. Yeah. And still then you'd still have uh, free access to education, wouldn't you? It'd be the early 80s? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was the 70s. 70s, I have, uh, obviously still in the free 70s. access. And so what, yeah. what degree did you do? I, no, I did a TAFE, certifi- a TAFE um, uh, diploma. Diploma. What, yeah. early childhood development? Or? Yeah, well, in that, when I did it, it was called Mothercraft Nursing. Mother, oh, yeah, that's right. Preschool that. Mothercraft Nurse. Mother, you're a Mothercraft Nurse. A preschool Mothercraft Nurse. A preschool Mothercraft Nurse. Over, overqualified. No. All no. right. So after eight years, you decided to move on. Move on to another. I went to, to another campus, actually, to oh. um, Rusden. Rusden, where's that? which was... Where was that? There, that w- was the Arts College yeah. um, near oh. Monash. Oh, that's right. Yeah, look, it's a full... Arts and home economics and, oh. you know, all that type of stuff. Sort of yeah. stuff. Things that, that weren't university. Because remember, that was before a lot of colleges of advanced education, other colleges became became part of universities. Look, uh, this is 431. This is Radical Australian Community. Oh, my God, we haven't got to what I want to talk talk about. (laughs) Excuse me? Can I I finish doing the station announcements? (laughs) Look, we don't particularly care what you want to talk about. It's what the questions we ask. It's 431. This is Radical Australian Community Radio, 3CR. Stop shaking your head, (laughs) Dale. (laughs) Stream live on 3cr.org.au. Now, if you missed a bit of this program, because nature's called, it is podcast. Okay. All right. You're 30. You're at Rusden. What's happening in your life as an activist? During those years, not much. I'm starting to... Um I'm starting to. Well, I'm a member of the union, and uh, I'm starting what union? to. What the, union? In that, in those days, it was uh, it wasn't a union. It was mm. the Mothercraft Nurses Association. Association, that's right. Like you the know, police the association, nice, yes. that's right. Yes, um, and then further, um, a few years later, I started to. Um, I was elected to be on the council, so I was part what of council? the of the Mothercraft Nurses Association. Mm-hmm. So right. I was on so the decision making. Delegate or what? Um, this is a very small organisation. Right. <laughs> there weren't thousands of members. <laughs> there weren't thousands of members. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, in those days, small unions um, had a relationship with much larger unions That's who right. provided um, infrastructure and things. And the, our relationship was with the SDA. Mm. So it wasn't a great start, but anyway. No, no. So how long did you but it was, I was, no. was there for a couple of terms, so probably yeah. about four years. Four years. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it gave me a, again, going back to my work in um, the arbitration, conciliation and arbitration commission, um, a sense of what's right and how, mm. and there it was the beginning of advocacy. Advocacy. What's advocacy? That's a well, big word. It is a big word. What does it mean? Well, it's Everybody we, uses it. It can mean all sorts of things, but in this, this sense, what I'm meaning it to mean is that, that you um, are putting forward arguments that you are maybe taking actions, but basically you are trying to influence people who can make decisions. Mm. And you're doing it on behalf of people? Doing it on behalf of people. So I'm right. talking about the union yep. and wages and conditions. Because as you may or may not know, um, I was doing this in the 1970s, 80s, and you know, and 90s, 
um, when people who are working in childcare and early childhood education were paid a pittance, mainly because they're women Mm. and it's a caring profession and there's small workplaces, it's hard to get organised, etc, etc. It's only childcare, isn't it? That's right. Everybody could do childcare, can't they? Well, indeed Uh, they can. That's what... That's what you, know, yeah. you don't need a qualification no. to be a mother or a father, no. do you? No, no. That's, that's what you'd have to battle all those three decades. Battle all those three decades. Mm. And in fact, United Voice has um, put a, a concerted effort in the, in the last couple of years mm. to and, um, and, an equal pay and, case. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Let's, where did this United Voice come into it? What happened to the Mothercraft Association? Mothercraft Nurses, Mothercraft Nurses Association um, became part of what were they called? They they became became part of a bigger union. One of the hospital employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Number one, li- number li- two, li- whatever. Liquor miscellaneous yeah. and whatever, whatever yeah. they were before, which yeah. is now United Voice. So they were subsumed into a, um, or they agree, we agreed to go into a, a bigger union. Right. So, so what? Well, your activism is mainly as a rep, is it? Well, then I stopped. Yeah, you know, I was just, you know, I was working and and um, hmm. and encouraging people to. To be a union member and to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, That's a criminal activity these days. Am I talking to a criminal here? Encouraging <laughs> no, union well, membership? It's not a criminal activity to encourage union membership. Mm. It can be criminal if you take action. That's right. Unprotected action. That's right. Unprotect- it is criminal if you take unprotected action, not can be. Mm, yes. It is criminal. Well, yeah. Yeah, they know it. It's amazing how things have changed, isn't it? It is. Mm. But, and that's really scary. Mm. How you've been legislated out of existence, basically. Yeah. So, during this period, were you having kiddies? No. Nope. Nope, not at that stage. No, okay. no children. No children. Okay. So, you actually had a lot of energy you could put into <laughs> the trade union <laughs> movement. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. uh, yeah, you know. Well, look, that's what happens. When you've got kids, you get sidelined. Sometimes. A lot of people get sidelined, you know. It's funny. They say, oh, you know, wait till I retire and we'll give you a hand. And when you... You see me say, oh, I can't help you. I'm looking after the grandkids now because we can't afford childcare. Kids can't afford childcare. So they never get to do anything, do they? They do other things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look after the kids. And, and now, of course, you can be an activist by signing an online petition. Uh, so boringly... Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't start me on that. Don't start me on that. I, I thought that might be a red rag. I might call you Sue if you keep that up, Sue. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, look, I could sign 25 petitions in one minute mm. if you're really good at it. Yeah. yeah. So, so with the trade union, how long did you work with the... With the uh... I was never a paid official. No. Yeah. Um, and I stopped being on the elected right. um, council um, before the time that we merged. I can't remember. Right. Around about right. then. About then. Right. Yeah. Why did you stop? Because you, you had time on your hands. Um. Because the job that I was doing, uh, where I was working then, I was working in a local government centre, mm-hmm. um, and because I was the manager of the service, I was a member of the Australian Services Union, not that. So, yeah, that's how you divide and conquer. Yeah. You make people you know, get a sense of, okay, you're important, so this is, your conditions are set under this, so mm. therefore you need to be a member of this union. And I have to say, the ACU have been a member twice during two different um, mm. jobs and they were very helpful a couple yeah, of times. Remember the old term duchessing? 
Yes. Yes, it was a bit of Duchess thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Our younger listeners wouldn't know what that is. You'd have kind of really good union delegates and representatives and then they'd get the lobster and the prawns and before you knew it. I don't recall any of that happening. You don't? No, 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 no Duchess in your union. <laughs> no. no. No, 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 that's right. Before, it's, it's a little bit like today, I was... Uh, I was doing a tour of some radical sites I'd organised on Sunday. I was taking people around. And we were at the RMIT mm-hmm. looking at Mr Orman, the squatter, mm-hmm. you know, who um, put money towards RMIT. And then there was Mr uh, Murphy, the head of the uh, Trades Hall Council at that time. They, they had a, an affiliation together to get up the RMIT. This is in the 1880s. And Mr Murphy ends up dying penniless as the caretaker at RMIT. And Mr. Orman gets his huge statue, and uh, there's nothing mm. for Mr. Murphy. You know, he was never Duchess. But then you get the other kind of officials and union people and Labor people that you know who you can't really tell the difference, can you? No, and that's mm. where that V word is important. Mm, values. Mm. Yeah, what do you think? You've maintained your values, and you're 63, Three. and you've maintained your values during your life as a as a worker and as an activist, why do you think you've maintained values and other people you would have known have gone on the same journey with you would have ditched them? I think, well, there could be all sorts of reasons for that, but um, it may be that it's been easy for me to maintain my values. I haven't had the, um, the need to really uh, make a decision, or oh, is this something that... Um, fits with my values, you know, and often it's little incremental things. I do maintain my, you know, I think one of the ways that, that I maintain my values is to think and to use them as the basis for making decisions about what I'm going to do, why am mm-hmm. I going to do it, how am I going to do it. So I've actively done that, mm-hmm. whereas some people may not actively do that and they just gradually get corrupted. So what have you been doing over the last decade or so? The last decade or so? Mm-hmm. Well, actually... Um, more recently, I'm not work- I'm, I haven't been working for a while, so I can be an activist. Excuse I've me. got time to be an activist. You haven't got grandkids to worry <laughs> I about. I don't have grandkids <laughs> to worry about. So I've now, been... Hang on, hang on. When did this work business finish? Oh, about 80 months ago. What so made you stop that. work? I mean, you, obviously you had a lot of experience. You're good at what you were doing. You were enjoying it. Cash was coming in. The super was piling up. <laughs> uh, no, the super wasn't piling it up. It wasn't piling up. How come? No, because I stopped working... Uh, 2010 I stopped working mm-hmm. um, for somebody and started working for myself doing what? Um, doing a range of consultancies in early childhood education both practical things mm-hmm. and also policy I'd, I'd moved into policy and advocacy so for a number of years basically. so I became self-employed well, you've had a, you had a you were sick and tired of people exploiting your skills for peanuts and you thought it's about time that you well, shared your skills? Well, I actually wanted to no? you know, do something a bit different, different. for a right, while. Right, yeah. right. So, and yeah. then that, um, and I didn't put money in super, so my super wasn't growing. <coughs> it wasn't sensible like that. <sighs> and then 80 months ago, mm-hmm. my partner um, retired and I thought, you know, back of that. He can't <sighs> stay home and me not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go away too. <laughs> So how long did you both realise that staying home together wasn't a good idea? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, 
Yeah, we've been doing it for a bit. Anyway, that's good. But prior to that and, and with work and whatnot, yeah. one of the things for the last probably um, a bit more than 10 years, close to 15 years, mm. that's been uh, one of the main forms of activism that I've engaged in is being a member of the Victorian Trade Union Choir. Excuse me? I sing with the Victorian Trade, Trade Union, Union Choir. Choir. You're kidding. They still have the choir. And Excuse why, me, you're why, a musician. Why would you say they still have that? Because I thought they'd all died out. Well, you know, <laughs> there, there is a bit of a, um, an age problem. <laughs> there is more voluntary organisation. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but, but in terms of that, the, the choir sort of um, was set up um, in the early 1990s. What, yeah, you were in I it wasn't up? involved no, in setting no, it up. No, I didn't no. join for quite a while. No. Um, and so pe- there are a number of people who've been in the choir, some on and off, all mm. of that time. Mm. And while they were young with, you know, young children then, mm. then, uh, you know, mm. some are, you know, mm. 10 years younger than me, but many of them are my and age and older. But so for 15 years you've been a member of this choir. 15 years I've been a member of the How choir. How much time does it take? Um, it's rehearsal every Thursday night right. at the Trades Hall, Victorian Trades Hall. Mm-hmm. So we rehearse 6.30 on a Thursday night, right. and that's 6.30 to 8.15. Yes. So it takes time to do that. And right. it's, but it's, um, it's one of the joys of my week. Mm. Singing with other people right. um, is it's fun. Really? It, it can be hard work. Um, it's, it's fun. fun. It's fun. Mm. Joining your voice with other people. Mm. Especially fun. when you sing songs about that have words right. that matter, mm. words with a message, oh. words about values, well, words that, that can teach you about life, words that can help you in your resolve. Mm. Well, let's go back a step. I'm more practical than you are. Let's go back a step <laughs> or two. Now, the trade union choir, does it have a structure around it, like a formal structure in terms of... We're an incorporated association. Right. Do you, do, you have any, in, do you have any full-time or part-time employees? We um, have a musical director, Michael Roper, mm-hmm. who is our employee right. and is, of course, paid award rates. Yes. Plus, well, I wouldn't. Especially <laughs> penalty rates for... <laughs> Thursday Sunday, night. Sunday works. No, Thursday night. Does he get earmuffs on Thursday night just for help no. Bobby's theory? <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you think he should? No, he's no. got to listen to he's us. Got to listen to he's got to help us do better. Well, you know, industrial deafness is an issue. Ah, oh, but music doesn't include not when you're a cappella. A cappella. This is an a cappella choir. Yeah, we don't. It's yeah, cheap, isn't some, it? Sometimes um, we'll have like Michael plays uh, an accordion, so sometimes he'll do that or a concertina. Some mm-hmm. people have got mm-hmm. concertinas, but there's no or a guitar. But generally, we sing unaccompanied. Do you, do, you, do you have to be a trade union member to be a member of the choir? Yes. Right. Or retired. Retired, and <laughs> <laughs> you have to be if you are eligible to be. A union member, you need to be a union, a union member. member. So you keep, you can keep your membership. Yeah, there'd be a reduced rate, wouldn't they? Because you're yep. not working. Yeah, yeah, yep, retired. Yeah, I think I, I addressed. I did a little talk to the Australian Metal Workers Union. What? A, they're all involved looking after their bloody kids. None of them yeah. had any time to do anything. Oh, there's still some. There's some active, grandkids, I should say. Past past members there. 
Yeah. 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 Come along to the choir? No. No. Where does the where, does the choir perform? The choir perform yes, in um, lots of different places. That's one of the other interesting things about yeah. being mm-hmm. a choir. We're a choir with a purpose. It's not just that we come together to sing and that's fun, mm-hmm. but we you know it's a, it's part of our activism. Um, we are latest gig was last Sunday at the Caravan Music Club in yeah. Oakley mm-hmm. where we um, had great fun being the sort of backing vocals for Bruce Hearn and the Machinists. Mm-hmm. Bruce Hearn has developed, um, with some others, has developed a show uh, called Songs of Freedom mm-hmm. which is celebrating Woody Guthrie yep. who died 50 years ago yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday. So Bruce has developed this show and it's the next performance is on Friday night at the Spotted Mallard. Mm. What so time? 8 o'clock. Mm. How many members in the choir? The choir's got about 30. Mm. Um, come and, you know, some you know, people come and go a bit. And mm. each gig we do, there's mm. you know, maybe 20, sometimes a few more, maybe a few, few, few less. And most people are retired? No. Most, most people, yeah. It's probably about half and half. Or maybe more working. Yeah. In, Have you kind of got a... Got a kind of flying section to the choir to do picket lines? We, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us about sometimes, that. Sometimes that's hard to organise and sometimes it it's only, if, it's, it's only a, a few, yeah. few yeah. people who can do it. Mm-hmm. I suppose one of the most um, memorable in recent years picket lines that we've sung at and we sung a number of times was at the CUB picket line last mm-hmm. year. Yep. Um, Were you there at the celebrations when they won at the end? No, we weren't. No, you weren't yeah. invited. That's not good. No. <laughs> We may have been, I don't know. Um, but no, and you know, going down sort of seven in the um, mm. in the morning and sing to people when it's hardened, and that's when the uh, yeah, the other workers you know, then. You know, the How do you mount a in. choir protest? Like, like what what no, happens when you rock up? When you rock up, you're not protesting. You're well, you're just being part in, of the in, in the action, picket yeah. where we're there to you know to. Um, entertain and sure. to help them uh, to, to keep their resolve. You know, being I've I've been on strike for three weeks and on a picket line um, where my you know some of my colleagues were sort of going past me mm. and that's really hard. Yeah. It's hard to do that um, and it's hard to uh, to maintain you know mm. not you know, being on a picket or just being on strike. Mm. That's hard. So having people come and give you a bit of entertainment, help you know, sing a few songs with them, get you to sing you know, a few sing-alongs, entertain. That's what kind of, of songs? I'm just so interested in the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of traditional union songs um, that we sing. Give us some examples. Well, Adele's after some examples. Solidarity. Forever. No. Solidarity forever. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, and right. don't be too polite, girls. Um, we don't. S- yeah, yeah, we do. We've sung that, but usually for special occasions. Sure. Um, I assume we, I, 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 I dreamt I saw Joe Hill last night. You did that yes, one? Joe it's Hill. Beautiful. We yeah. sing. Yeah, there's mm. um, Power and a Union. Uh, a whole, yeah, all those sort of. So all the songs. standards. standards. Do, you, do you get a chance to write any yourself, or is there we do, and um, some of our um, choristers, you know, do write songs, and so and Michael um, will put. Um, our musical director will um, do the, the arranging for wow. a number of songs. Um, and we sing songs not just about union but about social justice. Yeah. Mm. Um, refugees, we've sung at the mm. um, refugee rally, the 
the um, annual day. We've, we've been the choir that's done that. We've done musical chants. So rather than just the boring, you know, that we've always done, mm-hmm. you're adding a little bit of rhyme and, ryth- and, mm-hmm. and rhythm to it so that you, you know, it's mm-hmm. not shouting, it's a little bit musical. Yeah. So how do people get hold of the choir? Is, Thank it, you. is that any special handshake or do you have to no, put no, no, gold no. in people's pockets? Well, one, one, of the, one of the... Um, the Victorian Trade Union Choir is an open choir. You don't need to audition. No, no, I'm just, I'm just Anybody saying. can come along to Trades Hall on a Thursday night, 6.30, right. um, and they can contact us via our Facebook page. So you can message on the Facebook What's page. What's Victorian Trade Union Choir. Really? Come Facebook page. Give any likes. We have lots of likes. <laughs> just have a look at the... You know, we've <laughs> recently started... Yeah. one. Um, putting some mm-hmm. video clips yeah. on the Facebook page yeah. and, yes, some get thousands of likes. I yeah. can imagine. Do you do, you, do, you, do, you do funerals? Um, we have, yes. That would be, that'd be a great thing. Yeah, look, I had this idea years ago that we should do a new CD, you know, not, not wedding parties, anything, but weddings, funerals, anything, you know, <laughs> protest <laughs> rallies, all those sort of <laughs> things. Have you had a CD? We have had a CD, yes. When was the last one? Uh, um, <laughs> 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 well, why don't you do a new one? We're thinking of doing a new one. One of the things that we've done in recent years that took a whole lot of energy mm. for the choir was a mm. show. A show? A show. Not just a going to a protest or a rally oh, or no. a picket line or a fundraiser or those things. You're there in your glory but singing. Yeah. We, yeah, where we do the singing and there's, mm. it's helping you mm. know, entertain and keep mm. people interested and give them some resolve. Mm. But we developed a show that was, um, it was called I'll Be There, mm. where members of the choir, we used a verbatim theatre technique. So we had a um, director who, um, a dramaturge, <laughs> who um, helped us to tell stories mm. about the choir, about mm. relationship with the mm. choir and with the union movement. And they were woven into a show. So a number of people in the choir, you know, told a story. Mm. Um, and that was, a, and it was about, led to a song. So have you put Victorian Trades Hall Choir. No, we're the Trade Union Choir. Sorry, trade Victorian Trade Union Choir we on YouTube. We practice at, at Trades Hall. At Trades Hall. But if we put that on YouTube, there'll be. There probably would be. Things yeah. coming up. Oh, that's, yeah. that's interesting. Now, even more importantly, I like this funeral thing. I think I'd like <laughs> to hire you for my funeral. Okay. <laughs> now, how, how does that work? Now, let's okay. say somebody would like, and obviously mm. you've got protocols in terms of what type of things you go to and. You know, as a choir, you would, act, uh, would we're, have to we're, have. We're, we're, we're fairly open. We do book launches. Yeah, <laughs> so, lo- so, long, so long as it's about or it's for right. something right. that is related to the trade union movement mm. or social, um, struggle, yeah. Yeah, social struggle, social yeah. justice in some way, yeah. then... So, so how do people anyway. get in contact with the choir? Through the Facebook page. They say, the look, uh, look, I'm not going to die six, in six weeks' time. I'd like you to be at the funeral. Uh, how does it work? Well... We might be able to do that if all Victorians um, tell their MPs that they want their MP to vote for the voluntary assisted dying legislation. Yes, but again, that's a free vote, um, unfortunately. Yes, so that's why it's important if mm. you believe in that, that you mm. tell your local mm. MP. Mm. Um, and um, so where were we? That was another of my bits of... Local MP, it voluntary euthanasia. He was yeah. asking yeah. Um, if someone wants to... How do you book the, the choir? Through the website. Yeah. Oh, sorry, through the Facebook page. There's a contact there. You can do it. Mm-hmm. And um, we leave our cards in various places. Excuse um, me. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, people need to know That's how to soliciting. do it. soliciting. Of course it is. We, <laughs> right. we, have, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have to pay our, our musical director I understand. award wages. And, 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 how, and, how, and how are you paid? What will the cost be? It depends on the... Um, on on who's paying us and what it's for. Fine. Okay, well, that's wonderful. Now, I but, but basically, we want to at least cover our costs. Uh, oh, cost. Though we cost. do do lots of gigs. Yeah, that are yeah, yeah, but funerals you'd have to funerals. pay. People would have to pay. <laughs> you know, come on. They do want to. Well, they yeah. should pay. Yeah, should we've, pay yeah we've done some wakes and, and yeah. actually, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, Susan, One of my favourite yes, songs. Yes, is what? That the choir sings mm. is called Four Strong Women. Four strong women. Four strong women. And don't tell me you bought a bloody CD with it on, did you? I did. Can you do it? Can you do a cappella by yourself? No. Really? It needs the harmony. Can you give us while 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 Dale's getting this <laughs> tell lined us a up. little bit about yeah. the song? Yeah, tell us about the it. The yeah. song is written by Maury Malharan, mm. who is the um, president of the AU in New South Wales. Mm. He wrote it when he was a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about an incident in Britain in the mid-1990s where mm-hmm. um, four women mm-hmm. broke into a British aerospace factory. Oh, I remember those women. They were terrible. <laughs> and disarmed a jet hawk. Oh, so they, went, they attacked it with hammers. So they got in there, they attacked it, they, they destroyed it yes, and waited around to get, um, elect- uh, to get arrested. Um, arrested. They did. They were they were imprisoned, but when yeah. they went to court, their um, defence was that they had stopped a great a crime mm. because those planes were going to Indonesia, where they were going to bomb the Timorese. Mm. So they stopped a genocide mm. by doing that, and they were acquitted. Excellent. Now, Suzanne. Yes. Thank you very much for coming in, Suzanne Provis. Thank you for bringing the CD. And I'm sure you'll get lots of bookings. The that choir, would be you wonderful. won't personally, but the choir well, will. Well, I'm the, I'm the gig, gig coordinator, so you talk to me. Well, yeah. I'm really interested in this. I may actually have a talk to you after this, because I think we can uh, work out an association. I've got some ideas. Excellent. I usually have ideas. Now, Dale, are we ready? Thank you very much, Dale, for doing all the uh, work thank today you, while we And we thanks for the on. chat. Thanks for the chat, Joe. Oh, God.
Stop that fighter from giving. 